podcast bi-weekly podcast featuring guests from all over uh this is the first coat of pop culture i'm here with charlie Ammerman of something wicked studios how you doing charlie not bad happy to be here thanks for being on the show by the way no no thanks for having me uh would you mind telling the listeners something about something wicked studios yeah, so I am Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, a.k.a. a variety of other gamer tags that are variations on Mordak. I am one of the co-founders slash guy that keeps the dreadship of Something Wicked Studios running at all times. And we are a YouTube uh, channel, a gaming YouTube channel, and a podcast. Uh, our podcast is the Wicked Awesome Cast. It goes up on Mondays. And our YouTube channel is on temporary hiatus while I have all of my recording gear in various boxes as i move from place to place uh we do let's plays quick looks lots of other stuff um probably our, our weirdest claim to fame is i played all three of the original mass effect games <laughs> three weekends that was a poor <laughs> choice on my part did you not a poor choice at all of game there yeah not we streamed a poor choice. all three of them in three weekends <laughs> and oh i wanted to die by then that we've also done some stuff in the past like blood that's drunk, pretty badass man yeah with <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the crazier one, Blood Drunk, which is our Bloodborne drinking game. Every time you die, get spooked by a jump scare, or do something stupid, you have to drink a shot. Uh, it, where can I sign up to do that? <laughs> uh, we might be taking guest victims on the next one. We it has now hey, become sign a me up, threat man. at something with the studio. It's like don't make us do Blood Drunk too. Oh, uh, oh, that was two of the worst hours of my life. Yeah, it was. And I'll I'm bring Sirasha. It's like yeah, we need Sirasha vodka for the first like. We went through two bottles of vodka in two hours, if you want to understand how bad we were at Plunderborn. <laughs> and one of those bottles was Sriracha vodka, which has the benefits of being both terrible UV vodka and spiced with, I'm guessing, some version of, um, what's the spicy chemical, capsaicin or something? So, like, it's, you've never seen three grown men immediately regret every decision that led them <laughs> to that point in life than we did on the first death of Blood Drunk. It was Oh, this was a mistake. I guess we're in it now, though. <laughs> yeah, I've never had that before, but it doesn't sound like a, a good drink to have if playing Blood. If you've never Blood. had it, you're a smarter man than me. I actively found out about this stuff and then tracked it down. And I'm like, <laughs> we need to try this. And everyone's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> you're the corporate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun, man. Sounds like fun. One of our guys, Alex, was on Hot Pepper Gaming a couple years back, and I figure if he's willing to eat a hot pepper and then try and review a video game, he can play the Bloodborne drinking game. Yeah, totally. He should be fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, we all survived somehow. Good job, man. Yeah, happy to be here. Well, thanks for joining the show once again. Uh, so today we're going to talk about some Last Jedi. It's been out for a while, so I feel like everybody's seen it by now. Yeah, hopefully. I, I hope so, too. There's a lot of backlash about this film. I'm surprised. Yeah, and as someone who thinks a lot of the backlash is silly and didn't think the previous movie was that good, the backlash doesn't totally make sense to me. But This is a prime example to, like, you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, I, I just want to get right into it right off the bat. Uh, sure. So, what did you like about the film? I That it wasn't The Force Awakens in Thank so you. many ways. Thank you. And yeah, so many it, people hated The Force Awakens because it was too much like A New Hope. 
so that actually wasn't my issue with it. I went into The Force Awakens kind of with this weird situation where because of video games and growing up during that whole new trilogy and stuff like that, I was at this pivotal point where I needed that movie to either be like, no, it's okay to be a Star Wars fan or like kick me as far away from being a Star <laughs> Wars fan as possible for the rest of my life. Like just double down on, no, you don't like this anymore. It's okay to leave. <laughs> and The Force Awakens was this like J.J. Abrams Star Trek version of Star Wars. I remember uh, one of the guys on my channel, me and him saw it together. And I remember leaving it and looking at him going, so that's Star Trek episode three. And he goes, no, it's Star Wars. I'm like, that didn't feel like a Star Wars movie at all. Yeah, like I see what it had from. lightsabers and stuff, but that was just a JJ Abrams movie. Yeah. And I don't totally. like those. Totally was a JJ Abrams movie. Um, I didn't, I didn't totally dislike force awakens. I felt like it was more the nostalgia that, uh, that caught me in the moment. You know what I mean? I oh, know. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the parts I liked were like, Hey, Han's back. I'm like, yeah. man, the fact that, all the old characters it was kind of like one of those like you bring back like an old show like uh how they brought back a uh, fuller house but they brought it back but it's not the same and you still try to force yourself to like it or you know it's one of those shows you watch growing up and then it's like a reunion episode but it's new characters and you're trying to figure everything out but i didn't dislike it but i could totally see that you that you felt like the star trek vibes <laughs> yeah don't get me wrong there was stuff i liked in it a lot like it's i've I fall into a weird camp of people that think the less Jedi there are in a Star Wars movie or piece of media, the better it is. Like, Star Wars with one or two Jedi is fine. Mm -hmm. Star Wars with zero Jedi and people being forced to figure stuff out without, like, the Force being a fun catch-all is a way better movie. That is a really good point, man. I didn't. I never thought about it like that. That's a really good point. Um, yeah. So did you see uh, Last Jedi opening night, or were you wondering people that had to avoid spoilers for like a few days? I saw it the day after, so I, I didn't have to avoid spoilers. What, what I did spend a lot of time seeing was um, a variety of people on Facebook and Twitter being all like, I haven't seen Star Wars yet, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I knew one person that went so far as to make a pin to put on their shirt to inform people they hadn't seen Star Wars yet and would punch them over spoilers. <laughs> I, That's kind of creative. I, I I run a YouTube channel. We stream video games. Spoilers are inevitable, kind yeah. of thing. Like this 2017 I, about to be 18. Like we're in a world of you just need to go see it the day it comes out, or just go like black. Just delete all your apps, or move them somewhere, and just avoid the internet. Like it's going to be spoilers no matter what. Or just don't care about spoilers. Like it's so many spoilers out of context don't mean anything at this point. Where it's like, oh, so and so happens. Yo, funny story about spoilers. Uh, before The Force Awakens came out, I was, uh, you know, casually scrolling through Facebook. I think uh, Force Awakens came out that Thursday, and I was going to go see it that Sunday, I believe. And uh, it was a random post about Macaulay Culkin. And it was like, I guess he did like a little small web series when he was like an Uber driver. Have you seen it? Yeah, I know you're talking about. It's kind of yeah, yeah. awkward, but I clicked on it to see like what it was about, and it was a freaking spoiler that said Han Solo dies, Kylo Ren is his son. I'm like, what the hell? Like in the comments, like that's how I got spoiled. Like I was avoiding it, and just by me clicking on something about Macaulay Culkin, it got spoiled. So it's so hard to avoid stuff like that. So like you said, you just have to submit sometimes, or just. If you don't like spoilers, just get stay off the internet. Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's inevitable. 
I subscribe to a weirder path almost, which is like I want the internet to be flooded with spoilers that are wrong. And I like I'm seeing this from the Penny Arcade webcomics, some, but I saw it other places too. Like the joke was it's like, but what if the Millennium Falcon is the last Jedi? <laughs> That's obviously not going to happen. But what if it was? Like I saw people mad that that was out there. I'm like, you idiots, don't this. feed the trolls. <laughs> but like, come on, guys. Oh, like man. it's obviously false. But what if it's not? It's not. That is so funny. Grow up. Don't be so sensitive on this. I I, I get it. Like I, I understand the like wanting to go into something fresh and seeing things new. But yeah. like I think the truly interesting, uh, for me at least, the best parts of that of the, of the of the Last Jedi are things that like if you told me they were going to happen, I'd be like, oh shit, that happens in this. Right. Oh my god, I finally get to see that. Like it wouldn't matter if I was warned ahead of time. Because the reality of it happening would have been like, oh my god, it finally happened. Right. I think we're so used to that, like that Christmas Day feeling, like opening up President and just being shocked about the outcome. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. we, we're so accustomed to that feeling. So when someone tell, tells us what's in that box, we don't want to open the box anymore. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, so who was your favorite character? Who stole the show for you? Um, what's his name? The guy, um, from the uh, Usual Suspects played, um, what's his name, BD or something like that? Uh, BD? The, the hacker dude. Oh, DJ. DJ, yeah, that's, sorry, I... Yeah, Del Toro. You liked him? Del... I would watch a movie of that character, <laughs> like, I... that, that character is fantastic. So you like, the, the... you like the whole hacker scheme? And, uh... it, just beyond that, like, again, like, it's the, I... My favorite part about Star Wars at this point isn't Jedi. It's not the Rebel Alliance or the Empire. It's extraordinary characters that aren't special. And he's like, nah, I'm just a criminal, a really good criminal. I'm going to sell these people out because criminal. But he brings so much personality. Like it's Everything he does feels completely in character despite having all of like 10 lines and three minutes of screen time and just what happens around him is kind of this glorious, hey, this is what Star Wars is like beyond the kind of right. facade of the Rebel Alliance or the Empire. Like, it's it's people doing scummy things. It's people doing good things. It's people, like, living to a certain extent. Like, him and Rose, I think, are fun characters because, like, Rose just straight tases a main character at one point. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's, that's always great. Like, it's just for a totally justifiable reason. You have Finn who's going to desert, essentially, and she just straight tases him. She does her job, <laughs> which is something a lot of people in this movie reliably don't do. Right. Like, little, like, them two, I I, I think they're just fantastic characters. I, I liked Kylo Ren a lot more in this movie than I did in the previous movie. I... I didn't mind Luke in this movie. I kind of enjoyed the version of Snoke we got. Um, his personal guard, the guys in the red body armor, I, they don't speak at all, and I think those are amazing They characters. didn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful scene, beautiful scene. Yeah, Charlie, you're a breath of fresh air, man. Like, you're a breath of fresh air. Because I feel like that was what Ryan Johnson was trying to accomplish with this movie, was just, like, trying to, like, just move forward instead of just bringing back another three uh, movies, another trilogy featuring the skywalkers it's just like a you know what i mean like we just i feel like he was just like we need to get past this also he's doing the the next trilogy so he's trying to set up for his next franchise so 
I mean, it was a. I, I think it was a good idea. Some people need well, to I, just move I, on. I, you know what I mean? I love the risks he takes. I love what he does. I think like some of the. How spoilery can we go on this? All the way, all the way. Okay, so like it's little dumb moments in the movie, like the like. You may not know this. This is the first time in any Star Wars movie anyone has ever mentioned the phrase how much fuel they have left. <laughs> like that, the dumb scene where they bust into the uh, giant Star Destroyer and they're in the room that they make the officer uniforms in. Yeah. Like little bizarre details like that that don't need to be in the movie at all are I think what makes this movie great because again, like it starts it, it starts fleshing out the world. Like I something that I... I work in a weird industry where we spend lots of time caring about those details. And like the fact the movie took time to address the fact it's like, oh, we have only so much fuel left to do hyperspace. And I'm sitting there going, tell me more about the fuel you use to do hyperspace. The fact that Rose's whole character is based around, yeah, my family was enslaved on a mining world they used to make Star Destroyers. And I'm sitting there going, I want a movie about that. Like, right. what the hell is a mining planet enslaved by the Empire like in yeah. Star Wars? We have this whole universe to, that's undiscovered, and we're just following the Skywalker family, but it's so much more out there, so much yeah. more. Like, there's a reason Han Solo is an amazing character. It's because in the grand spectrum of things, he's not special. He's just an extraordinary person who does extraordinary things. Like and that's I, why we love him. Yeah, like it's it's the idea of a video game protagonist where it's like you're not the chosen one. You're not anything special. You're just a named person who goes and does the thing. Right. And, and I feel like if this didn't happen, eventually we will get Skywalker fatigue and the value of those characters will get devalued because we have too much of it. Like, we know too much. There's no mystery behind it. Yeah, I, I think we're already kind of there, and I think this movie goes out of its way to kind of bring up the point of the Jedi aren't about the Skywalkers. Yeah, the previous, like, six and a half movies have been, but I I think the brilliant move of them revealing that Rey is totally no one is great. Yeah. Like, At first, matter. I was upset about it because I was one of those guys that's always on YouTube looking at predictions of the movie or uh, theories. And it was always like Ray's uh, Luke's daughter or she's Kylo Ren's sister, this and that. And then when Kylo looked at her, it was like, face it, like, say it. You know, you know, your parents are nothing. And then I was just like, are we really going this route? But now that it is soaked in, I'm like, that had to be done. Like, I, I so, accept it now. Like, I'm not bitter about it. I don't hate it. It's just, it took a while for me to digest. Well, as much as I'm kind of on board with your parents don't matter, you're just a cool, you're just a person doing the thing, I'm not unconvinced she's not Han Solo's kid in some way or like Lando's kid. I still like, have hope. I still have hope. I still have th there's hope. There's something there I could totally, <laughs> like, if they did that in the third movie, I'd be like, okay, yeah, fine, whatever. But again, that's not a Skywalker legacy. That's like, Han Solo being like, I had that one night stand that one time. <laughs> yeah, right. it's just smoking mirrors. And yeah. uh, Leia also said that she or uh, Han Solo wasn't in her life for a long period of time. So yeah. he could have like bailed and she could have been pregnant and he would have never known. And yeah. it's always that conspiracy about uh, in The Force Awakens, if you remember uh, when uh, Chewie and R2-D2 walked past Leia and she just hugged Rey and it was like a motherly hug and they're just like why didn't she hug Chewie and why shouldn't she talk to R2-D2 and it was like right after Han died and it's that conspiracy about that so I feel like there's still hope 
But I do like the route they went. They didn't give us clarity the second movie. They, they're making us wait to the third to actually figure out what is actually going on. And that was that was a smart idea because we found out that uh, Darth Vader was uh, Luke's father in Return of Jedi. So yeah. that's always been like the the point of clarity. It's like okay, this is when we find out. It's just like no, you you have to wait to the third movie now. It's just it's just it's a game changer, and people don't like that. People don't like change. Also, I guess to kind of derail, but I will come back to this topic in a second. As someone who was a big fan of the Darth Jar Jar idea, and Yo, that's sad. Me too. And, 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 oh my and, and, god! And, I wanted it to be so true. So, and as someone who thought that was like a brilliant thing, <laughs> and like George Lucas is out there, been like, yeah, we were kind of maybe gonna go that way, but people hated Jar Jar so much, I backed down. I don't know what they're going to do with Ray being a normal person, and I kind of like the fact that it's a giant flaming middle finger to the people that think they own Star Wars and don't, mm -hmm. where it's like, no, we get to make decisions on this one. Like, Fandoms are great, but I also think fandoms occasionally think they run the show more than they do. And Always. Yeah, and... In the case of Star Wars, I have fatigue of the traditional Star Wars story. So The Force Awakens, like, at every turn was a breath of fresh air, where, like, you had an entire main character's plotline amount to nothing, ultimately. You had Rey, who's just a, a person that's extraordinary, kind of thing, who's rising to a bizarre situation, who's doing the thing. Like, and the idea of it being about, like, it's, it's not just about the Skywalkers, it's just not about the Jedi legacy, it's about kind of the war of Star Wars, the effect it has. Like, the the movies have never really addressed the whole ongoing conflict as well as this movie does, where it's like, yeah, lots of people have died at this point for a war that maybe doesn't affect as many people as people think. Like, I was a big fan of the extended universe stuff in the books way back when. Like, some of the stuff about how you have entire plants that don't know about the rebellion. They're like, it's fine under Empire rule. Why? Mm -hmm. They keep the ship going. Who cares? And that's just like present day. It's just like yeah, a certain certain like small towns that don't really know what's going on. It's just like it's just real world stuff. And the whole Ray is like this special prodigy out of the Force. It's like the same thing that happened to Anakin. You know what I mean? Like we don't know who his parents were. Were they Jedi or were they like? Uh, were were there Skywalkers before Anakin? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like the whole Ray thing. Even if she's not a Skywalker, I would be fine with that. But if she is, I would totally be stoked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I I subscribe to the Force balances itself methodology, where like you had the Jedi Order out of hand in the original and the kind of the prequel trilogy. So the Force kind of wills Anakin into existence. It creates this thing that's going to be powerful enough to upend the Jedi. Like at, at the end of the trilogy, at the end of the prequel trilogy, you have two Jedi and you have two Sith. You got some other Jedi running around and kind of the extended universe stuff, but kind of main stage, you have Yoda and Obi Wan. On the other hand, you have Darth Vader and Palpatine, and that's balanced at that point technically after an entire like period of unbalance in the favor of jedi like it's i think the movies have done a bad job of explaining it but like in the video games and the books and the other stuff that surrounded it until kind of disney chopped it off they spent a lot of time talking about how it's like yeah the jedi are also kind of not perfect either like in the movies they're presented as kind of these perfect things yeah too good to be true pretty much 
and and I think that I think this movie does a good job of bringing forward the idea of the Jedi aren't perfect. There needs to be balance in everything. Ray is the response to Kylo Ren. Like you have to have something to balance out that much right. power. And that's, that's why, why they she... wanted to end the Jedi. I feel like they're trying to usher in the the gray Jedi, but they didn't they didn't go all the way with it. I feel like it was like right there. You are you familiar with the gray theory or the yeah. gray Jedi? Great Jedi theory. Yeah. Yeah, basically kind of the center road where it's like, no, no, right. you're in two. And that's perfect. Fours. That's just all about life. It's just like being balanced. It just makes the most sense. Like, it's, I feel like the reason why Anakin turned is just like, it's so hard to like be all the way good sometimes. Like, you do have bad thoughts and you do want to do this and you do want to do that. But when you become like balanced, it's just like, it's okay to have those thoughts. You know what I mean? But you're not going to act out on them. You know what I mean? But sometimes you get soaked in all the way into the dark side or like how Ray's slowly getting pulled into the dark side and we don't really know where she's going with that. And I do feel like eventually Kylo will become maybe what we want out of the Great Jedi. Like he's he's so conflicted and he doesn't want to do this and then he doesn't want to do that. So I feel like he's an example of that that character that can be the first Great Jedi. Well, I think like a kind of a thing that the movies do a bad job of explaining that they kind of always hint at is that like the Jedi Order is all about kind of that Vulcan tactical, emotionless mathematician brain. And the Sith are emotional. It's why they seem more powerful. They like they channel their rage into what right. they do and all that jazz in the lore. And like to your point exactly, like Kylo Ren is conflicted. Like nowhere in the Sith thing does it say you can't be conflicted. Just mm -hmm. it kind of means like you have to have resolve. It's not frowned upon. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's okay to feel stuff. Like the whole Anakin arc that people seem to misunderstand is it's driven by, hey, he's really in love with someone. Whether you believe his acting or not, it's a separate topic, but the whole Anakin falls driven by the puritanical rules of the Jedi, which are you can't marry. Right. You're not supposed to have these attachments, and and having attachments is, for lack of a better phrase, human, and, to, and is human to feel at that point. That's the whole Sith angle of like, yeah, get mad, get pissed, throw lightning at people, do it. <laughs> um. So Charlie, what uh, what did you dislike about it? Uh, that's a complicated question because I think Finn should have died. <laughs> Why do you think that? I. Finn's character in Force Awakens was a fun, important plot device. Finn's character in The Last Jedi made no sense. Like his, like I said earlier, his entire arc happens, and it literally amounts to nothing except making it worse for other people. Yeah, like, and they created this uh, this love triangle. I don't know where they're going with that. It's like see, the character that plays Rose and... Uh, Ren is just well. I felt like there was some kind of chemistry between Finn and Ray in Force Awakens. I didn't really feel like it was like a friend thing, so I feel like maybe they're trying to be like, oh, maybe they could be love interest in the future. And then they introduced I, the character Rose, and then Finn's totally friends on her the whole time, and then she saves his life, and then she just kisses him. He's like shocked. He's like. And I hated that part of the movie. I'm like, no. <laughs> but that's so Disney, this. though. It's so She's Disney. It's just like, oh, drama, so drama. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what is he going to do? So I guess we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I, it was one of these things where kind of like when he's flying towards the giant siege cannon, I'm sitting there watching it going, 
oh my god, are they gonna do the thing? Like it's like this would be such an amazing movie yeah, if like that been a, stop a that thing. Out. Finn rams it like that's that's an amazing like oh my god they're taking a risk they're taking this beloved character and like giving him this amazing moment and then they just whiff on it yeah they totally built um are you looking forward to the next film jj yeah, abrams I, back up to bat um, <laughs> is jj abrams turn to take a shot yeah i, I feel I, like I he's gonna have... bring back all everything that happened in force awakens and clean up a few things what do you think i don't know i hope he doesn't i think that force awakens was such a mess in some ways that i maybe not a mess it just didn't feel like star wars i i'm feeling the way i wanted to at the end of last jedi that i wanted to at the end of force awakens which was i'm like okay yeah i'm okay with star wars at the end of force awakens i was like i don't know what i feel because i don't think that was good and I saw BB-8 oranges at the grocery store this morning, <laughs> and, like, this is out of control, and I just don't want to see any Star Wars stuff. It's all about the merch, man. It's all about the merch. Yeah. I, I'm okay with merch. It was BB-8-branded oranges, where it's just, it's like, we put his picture on a bag of oranges. I missed that. I missed that. I, it may have been a California thing. I don't know. I, it was just... It was out of control. Like literally, it was like a bag of miniature oranges with a BB-8 logo slapped on (laughs) the name tag. And if they'd gone to the effort to paint the oranges, I'd been like, okay, cool, whatever. You people are crazy, but power to you. But no, I I'm excited to see where Star Wars goes from this point. I really where I'm excited to see where Star Wars goes at this point was because of not Force Awakens, not the Last Jedi, but actually because of Rogue One, which. At least I think it's the best Star Wars movie to date. Yeah, and it's because it's it's fresh. It's like fresh. It's like I don't know. Like we, that was the first time we saw a whole Star Wars movie, and we didn't see any Skywalkers in it until the end when Darth Vader showed up. That was yeah, it. Yeah, like it's the scariest Darth Vader has ever been. Like it's that whole segment of him just busting his way through. That, that was like shit. a horror movie. It was yeah. like. Ah! It was the first time I'm sitting there going, okay, I get why Darth Vader's terrified. Same. I'm like, I get it now. It it hit me. Like, it's just like, he's, wow. Like, I watched that scene so many times, so many times. Yeah. So it's like, they have Solo in the works, and I'm really excited for that. Like, it's... Me too. they're, They're moving away from this kind of, it has to be iterative stuff, where it's like, we can just tell stories, and we can tell different stories. Like, I was talking to some people I work with about kind of what I want Solo to be, and I'm like... What if Solo was like Fast and the Furious, but good, but in the Star Wars universe where it's like about kind of the hot rod, super fast spaceship underground culture of Star Wars? Like, what if it's all about like the smuggling and the fast ships and the please being a bad person? But Charlie, you're you're onto something, man. Like you 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 need to hit somebody up. You need email. Make some emails. Make some tweets. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> make some that's moves. my point. Though, like it's imagine like you take those concepts and you spin them out. Like we have this great world to play with, and you can do stuff where it's like um, Rogue One is saving Private Ryan in some ways. It's a, it's a good war movie at the end of the day. It's tragic. Right. It's flawed. Like, uh, give us some goofy stuff. Like, give us a Boba Fett movie that's like a heist movie or something. Right. Something like. I think the next anthology film, I don't know if they confirmed it or not, is the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi film. 
Did they confirm that as the third anth anthology? I feel like that got confirmed. I'm hoping that's like a Western, like a old Clint Eastwood Western or something, where it's just him, like, yeah, no manning it up, all cross tattooing. Him and him yeah. his lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. He's like a drunk. I think he was like a, a badass before he, like, you know, finally embraced the the light the light side. Yeah, I... I got the. I'm not sure if it's about that or if it's about him on Tatooine, and I want to see him on Tatooine being like just some like burnout drunk, like force throwing people yeah, around. Yeah, show us, show us the the, the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big Obi fan, so I want to see like what he really went through before he met Luke. Yeah, I want him like arm wrestling sand people. Yeah, or that's something. exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, yeah. I, I to answer your question in full. I. I'm curious to see where Star Wars goes at this point. I think I'm not a fan of J.J. Abrams' movies. I didn't think Force Awakens was good, but at the same time, he made the call to put this previous director in the helm, and I think that was great. I think the fact they're bringing him back for the rest of the movies after this I think is a very wise choice on whoever makes those choices moves because in the same way that Rogue One felt, as you said, fresh and different, this felt fresh and different. It felt like... A Star Wars movie like I, I remember seeing the original Star Wars movies as a kid and being like this is different and like as, as bad as parts of the prequels were they still tried to do some different stuff like pod racing as bad as the rest of that movie is pod racing is pretty cool right I played the hell out of that video game based same around here man same thing. here same uh Nintendo 64 right yeah <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to the future too man I feel like yeah. Ryan Johnson's in the right direction and I trust them. Yeah, and I I could. I, I just that's definitely right. I, I feel like while people don't like it, it's just like we don't know what to expect. It's kind of like now we're from now we're back at the beginning again. Like we're we're scared of that. We don't want any, we want the Skywalker tri uh family trilogies and we want a Skywalker to be in every Star Wars film. But Ryan might not have any Skywalkers in this trilogy. You know what I mean? But it may be the best thing for Star Wars moving forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward and to it. And that's where I want to be, I think. Like, I, on my channel, I talk, on my channel and my podcast, I talk a lot about in the video game world where the thing I want most from video games is to be surprised still. Like, I love it when something comes out of nowhere. It's like, hey, it's a thing. And I'm like, that's a thing I want to get into. <laughs> I, I love that I have that feeling about Star Wars now where it's like, this could go anywhere now. Like, it's we, we've opened up the horizons again. It's not about this or that. It's kind of like... We've fixed some of the plot holes that were created by the prequels. We've kind of said, okay, some of this stuff was dumb. Forget about it. I, the horizon seems endless again, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Charlie, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, you want to say anything before we head out? Nah, um, I guess I'll pimp the channel again. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at Something Wicked Studios. You can find us on the internet at somethingwickedstudios.net. And we have a podcast called The Wicked Awesome Cast, which... It's on most platforms podcasts can be listened to. Uh, we have a Twitter that doesn't get a lot of activity in a Facebook group. But, yeah, check us out if you want. All That's right. about it for me, though. And that was Charlie Ammerman. And this was PopCultNet. You can find me on Twitter, uh, at PopCultNet. Or you can hit me up via email at PopCultNet at gmail.com. I'm always looking for new people to join the show. I'm always on Reddit, you know, throwing shout outs and topics to see if anybody wants to come on the show. And I want this show to be listener 
active. Like, I want listeners to join the show whenever they want to. So, if you if you want to be on the show, just shoot me an email or hit me up on Twitter. Once again, at PopCultNet. And we're going to conclude it there. I'm your host, James Baker. And that was episode two. Thank you, guys. Once again, have a great day. And I'm looking forward to you guys hit me up and join the show. You guys have a good day.